You're where? In the professor's laboratory, sir. And what, may I ask, were you doing there? Conjuring tricks? Oh, I'm so sorry, Commander Zero. It's it's my fault. You see, recently the randomizer's been a bit... Well, it's not running as well as it used to. But Professor Matic has just given it a look over, and he tells me that there's probably nothing wrong. Uh, it's just a bit of dust in there or something. I do hope I didn't inconvenience you by borrowing Lieutenant 90 to give me a hand with it. I'll say you did. I I'm sorry, sir. It, uh... It won't happen again. You're darn right it won't. Oh, uh, Commander, how about, you know, in the name of smoothing things over, I ask you to press the button on the randomizer today. How would you feel about that? It's just great. Excellent. Well, it's just the big red button right there. That's it. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> a bit more smoke than it usually puts out. Suffering spaceships. The console's on fire. <coughs> Put out those flames, Lieutenant, before the whole console goes up. Yes, sir. Well, it's never done that before. You knuckle-headed apology for a spaceman. I, I, but the good news is Lieutenant 90 managed to put out the fire before it caught the printout, so that's something, at least. Well? Uh, Lieutenant, did you see which series it is today? Oh, 90. Oh, what, Joe 90? Oh, well, that is good news. Uh, but which episode? can't believe it. Ninety. Yippee! Let me take a look at that. Oh, I see. Yes, Lieutenant Ninety is obviously very happy that today's episode of Joe Ninety is Project Ninety, but uh, I'm not entirely sure why. Huh. Oh, maybe he's just excited at the thought of getting away from you for a bit, Commander Zero, or, or, or maybe I should just get on and watch the episode, eh? Reckon you'd better before I ground you for that remark. Yes, well, here's Joe Ninety with Project Ninety. Get out. Leave me in peace. Get out! It's Joe 90! Yes, come on, get in there, my son! It's a bit of Joe 90! Woo! Is what I'm assuming this episode was not introduced with by, uh, by our, our two hosts. Uh, just then. But I'm very excited to see Joe 90 again, and again one of my favourite episodes. But I say that about every episode of Joe 90 because this is one of my favourite series and I don't care if anybody else doesn't like it because I love it to bits anyway. I've waffled over a, a very nice, a very, for just, just a nice scene of a, a cable car rolling up to the Dorota Clinic. With this lovely music, there's some lovely Barry Gray music in this episode. Another huge office. Featuring one man sat behind a small desk. Yes? What is it? This is Dr. DeRota. Three new patients have arrived, Doctor. Get someone to show them around the clinic. I'll see them later. This is his clinic in the Swiss Alps. Well, they do help to maintain our cover, sir. Oh, right. Or is it? This is the World Intelligence Network's HQ London. Weston's office, third floor. Oh. That's him. Shane Weston. Telescopic lens. So they've been... Uh... Spying on WN by the look of it. Louver. We think he's the contact. Oh, that looks like a flopped photo. Who's that? We don't know his connection with WIN. Oh. But Louver spends a lot of time at his cottage. Professor McLean. His name's McLean. Just how much do we know, sir? Very little. That's why I'm assigning you full time to Project 90. Our reference? Yes. And theirs. This is so cool. Thing we do know. W-I-N's codename, File 90, and it's something big. We want to know who or what File 90 contains. 
So we're back from the opening titles with uh, another lovely uh, stock footage uh, establishing shot of London. So we zoom in on Big Ben, and much like um, with last week with the imposters, this is another episode that I find the strength of this lies in its um, almost attack on the premise of the show. It's not just uh, here's another routine spy caper. This is something uh, directly targeting the World Intelligence Network. We're seeing some new has left office and shots of um, of the exterior of WANHQ, which are quite rare. Uh, someone pulling up in a laundry van. Curson, for that is the name of the uh, assistant to Dr. DeRota, his uh, sidekick, has just shot a uh, very obvious listening device into Shane Weston's office, and Shane Weston has spotted it instantly. And I love that little bit of puppeteering work there where he's uh, he's stroking his chin thoughtfully. Oh, that wasn't there earlier. Send that cable right away. No, wait. Uh, you better try to call Washington again first. And see if you can rustle up a cup of coffee, will you? Yes. And in the laundry van. They should find it in a day or so. Lots of listening equipment. I think we can say Project 90 is off to a good start. Yeah, I think so too. Did he say anything else, Joe? No, Dad. Just said he knew you and kept asking questions. Harry Kennett. Ah, this wouldn't fly today. I never met anyone with that name. What sort of questions did he ask you? Oh, what kind of work you did. Stuff like that. Hmm, I see. He asked me if I knew Sam Louver. Someone following Joe, following him home, asking him questions. He went away. Dad, I reckon he was some sort of spy. A spy? Oh, oh I doubt it. Um, if you well, see Joe, Joe himself is a spy. He should be able to, to tell a spy by now. Can I go out in the garden now? Yes. Yes, all right. Let's do your business out there. Well, he didn't ask if he could play, did he? Professor, how are you? I'm fine. I think there's uh, something you ought to know. Go ahead, Professor. Well, I have feelings for you, Mr. Weston. telling me about a man who stopped him outside his school. Said his name was Harry Kennett. Harry Kennett? Yes. Joe's school. That must. Be, we never see Joe's uh, school in this show. We never see any of his... Uh, school chums, but that would be uh, probably the most hellish place in Super Mario Nation universe. Lots of Super Mario Nation kids all over the place. Oh. Most of them with female voices. Right to tell me, um, with um, you-know-what at the cottage. Uh, Shane's trying to to play it cool. Uh, Sam and I are going to take a short vacation. Considering the listening devices in the tomorrow morning to talk this over. In the corner of the room. Oh, I recognise that tape recorder. Hmm... When did this come through? I think that was Professor Carney's in uh, Codename Europa. Oh, I must have told his father about our little chat as soon as he got home. He couldn't be mixed up in this, could he? He can't be. He's just a child. Um, Weston and Luva are going to the cottage tomorrow. Right, I want that cottage covered completely. I want to be able to hear every word they say. Use directional microphones all around the outside, limpets on the windows, and the milk... How many pints do they take? According to Agent 6, two. Delivered at 7am. Good. Oh, see, this, if you want to know about the, the minute details of life at the McLean Cottage, this is the, uh, this is the episode for you. Point. It's also the 14th, according to the calendar on the desk there. I don't know what month, but... We don't want to stay too long at the cottage, Sam. We don't like the McLeans all that much. You think Mac will let Joe come along? We'll check with him when we get to the cottage. No, no, no. Yep, Sam and Shane have pulled up in a caravan. Meanwhile, 
uh, out on the coast behind the cottage is Kirsten and his uh, psychic chap listening in. Switch to three. And the interior set is, I think, the interior set from the speedboat from Splashdown, but the, the model of the boat is the seahorse from uh, Double Agent. Bring in four. Which and, and you can see in this episode, it it still has the name Seahorse on the front. It's very faint, but it is there. No, Professor, you were right. The big rat must remain a secret between the original four. Big rat? What does he mean? Quiet. Uh, where's Joe? In the kitchen. I want to ask him something. They're moving into the kitchen. Try six and seven. Hello. This is a very odd shot of Joe here. Sam? How'd you it almost looks like he's, he's, he's running a little shop. Can I really? If your dad gives you the okay... A dramatic zoom in on the milk bottles where the listening devices are. I think we're on to something. So Joe's going away on holiday with Sam and Shane. We don't know where they're off to, but... Uh, Come on, Joe. Or we'll miss the boat. <laughs> miss the boat. Uh, the ferry. <laughs> ah. Get it, Sam? Yeah, yeah. By ferry, I guess. Bye, Dad. I'll take care of him, Mac. Bye, Sam. Bye, Bye. Professor. Bye. Considering how... Uh, how um, concerned Mac is for, for Joe's safety um, we see in Double Agent he's not entirely trustworthy of of, uh, of Sam and Shane when it comes to uh, not using Joe on uh, dangerous missions it's it's quite uh, out of the norm that he would just let him go without uh, without another word the big rat is most interesting have we any idea what they were referring to it's obviously the initial letters of something the computer has come up with a list of possibilities. Oh, that must be fun. Bearing in mind Professor McLean's electronic background, I take an educated guess at record and transfer for the second half. Record and transfer? But record and transfer what? I like that as well, that these uh, are intelligent villains. Dr. Dorota is a really nice, nice character who clearly thinks, um, thinks of himself as being much more intelligent than he actually is. Anyway... Kirsten and uh, his sidekick Chappie have arrived at the cottage. Of course, Mac is there all alone now. He's coming down. Oh, Kirsten's got a gun ready. It's an emergency. Open the door. There's been an accident. Well, this seems perfectly legit. I'll just uh, unlock the door here, open the door there, and... Uh, over here! Oh! Blinded by the headlight, and he's down! That's it. Max unconscious. And looks like uh, the baddies are gonna. Yep, gonna head off to uh, Dr. DeRota's clinic with him. That rifle of yours is most versatile, Kirsten. Does it fire anything else apart from listening devices and hypodermics? Just ordinary bullets. Well, I'm sure. I like that they've left Mac in his in his uh, dressing gown, right down to his little slippers. Our friend is trying to speak, rather monosyllabic, but no doubt he will tell us more when the effect of the drug wears off. Like this is another great uh, Jeremy Wilkin character as well as um, like the secret of the big rat. I don't remember ever seeing a guest character who was so secure in their own uh, 
idea of their their own superiority. He's very smug. He's very. Uh, uh, alive, Joe. Sure is, Uncle uh, Sam. Uh, this is nice too. Let's, let's give it another try. All right. <laughs> I, love... I love. I just love how free and relaxed Sam and Shane are with each other. Just song. Yeah, why not? Oh, this is a nice view of the. Uh, how do you feel? Path down to the. Uh, uh, what am I doing? The ground. My name is Conrad Dorota. And for the present, you are a guest at my clinic. A guest? I was brought here by force. My dear professor. We want information. And we will get it one way or another. <gasps> by hook or by crook. It's so crude. Uh, let me clarify the position. I know bigger and longer words. As a patient. That is why your unusual attire was accepted by customs. <laughs> Where's here? They dragged him through customs while he was unconscious. That's brilliant. Wasn't feet above sea level. There is only one way up, and one way down, by cable car. And we controlled it. You are our patient, as long as we choose. No, no, no. The detector. Ooh, a plane, a rescue plane. Nice bright orange. I recognise that model. But I can't, I can't pin it down exactly. Not radar. No. The interference from the mountains would be too great. I'm going to hazard a guess and say that's the model of the plane. Amplified thousands of times. Joe, Sam and Mac fly out in, in King for a day, but that's probably wrong. It has a point. The information we require concerns the big rat. The big rat? Yes, Professor, don't tell us you've never heard of it. Oh, you mean the big rat. <laughs> Brain, impulse, galvanoscope, record and transfer. Oh, that was easy. Almost as if, uh, almost as if Mac was expecting to, uh, to have to be answering that question. Just about be the right spot, Mr. Weston. Oh, if shut up, Joe. You don't have your glasses on. You don't know anything at the moment. You take brain patterns and transfer them to your nine-year-old son who then carries out dangerous assignments for W.I.N. Oh, this is great, because instead of uh, instead of fighting to protect the secret, Mac is just, you know, here, there's everything. You know, I can show you the blueprints if you want. And the fact that the truth is so impossible to believe is what's going to... Origin of Joe's codename, Joe 90. ...is what's going to save him. He heard every word you've said. Yes, of course. You used miniature listening devices. Let me see, J152s on the windows, dart types in Weston's office and over the cottage door, wasn't it? And, uh, oh yes, a rather inferior limpet 101 on the milk bottle. <laughs> Technological snobbery. Oh, don't take it like that. The 101s weren't all that inferior. Huh? I don't understand. He's so, Mac and the rest of the WIN gang were one step ahead of our villains all the way, and we thought it was the villains who were one step ahead of them. Thing. There is no possible escape from this clinic. You are our prisoner. On the contrary, Doctor. At this very moment, my son Joe will no doubt be on his way to rescue me. And here we go with, uh, with one of the nicest pieces of incidental music in the entire show. Sam and Shane are watching the back of the caravan open to reveal... Here he comes. A balloon. And I remember this piece was scheduled to be played at uh, the, was it 2008 or 2009-ish, the Barry Gray Centenary Concert at the uh, uh, Royal Festival Hall in London. And this piece was one that was in the, the program and got dropped for, for time. And it was such a shame because this is just one of my favourite bits of music from the show. 
it only appears in this episode. But it does feel like the sort of music you'd get in an in a like old fifties film about bold explorers and well hot air balloonists. Joe is uh, making his way up through the mountains towards the clinic by balloon. Did you check the cable car? Of course. It's at the top and the winch is locked off. No one can use it. I like how spooked these two are now. I've been very foolish. Just by how unnaturally casual Mac is being. My son Joe will be here in about eight minutes. And you know, a hot, hot air balloon is a fairly slow method of transportation, but it's so nice when matched to this music and these gorgeous model shots of, of the mountains. And I think we've got a view here, yeah, of you just looking down, Joe's viewpoint from the balloon. Ah, this is why I love this show. It's just so nice. And no one will ever convince me otherwise. The Mac boys were right about the wind direction, Sam. It's taking me right to the clinic. Fine, Joe. We'll arrange the reception committee for our two friends. Out. So, if Mac won't tell them the truth, or at least the truth they want to hear, what can they do? Manacle him to the wall in front of a great big drill. Coulson found this toy and installed it here. I don't want to use painful methods, Professor, but unless you change your ridiculous story and tell us about the big rat, I will have no alternative. Right. I use the big rat to give my son, Joe, brain patterns. I do like as well how the villains go from, like, one to ten in terms of their interrogation techniques. It's like, you know, stage one, we have a, a quiet, gentle, civilised conversation. And stage two, we drill his face off. Right. And this is a really nasty drill as well. It's it's clearly used for industrial work. There's so many spiky bits, and there's a, there's even a saw in there as well, to um, to deal with the bits that the spiky bits. Oh, it's 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 very. And I've heard actually people say this is a rather um, this is one of the scariest images of the show. And to be fair, this was a show that didn't that didn't really. Do um, scary stuff. It uh, it did. It was, it, this this shows um, forte was more hardcore violence. And uh, yeah, what could be more hardcore violent than this drill? This is your and the whining as well. I have nothing more to say. Oh, look at that! Spiky bits and circular bits and spinning bits and ooh, nasty stuff. Mac is very calm considering this is a plan that requires split-second timing on Joe's part, otherwise his dad's going to get his face sawn off. Here he comes, zooming in over the clinic. I don't know what the other staff and uh, patients must think of all this. We don't see anybody else here. Oh, Mac closes his eyes. Maybe, maybe it is all too late now. Nah, here he is. Joe's touched down. Oh... Nasty close-up on that. As above the big red. Drill. Now Mac has got sweat on his face. He's uh, starting to panic. Here he comes. Good old Joe. Hold it right there. I'm coming in. Somehow. Boy. Oh, that's it. Kirsten's going to go for his uh, hunting rifle. Can he get it? He's got it. Oh. And he almost got Joe. I'm not sure if this was part of the timing plan, but uh, that drill is so close to Mac's face now. He 
he's just shut his eyes. He's. I mean, maybe they've uh, allocated time for a quick gunfight in the uh, the plan here. Oh, it's the drill is right in front of his face, and as Joe switches it off, that can't have been planned. But the way the last rotation of the drill just catches Max glasses, as if to say it was that close. Oh, exciting stuff. Anyway. Right. Yes, yes, I, I'm fine. I'm afraid they're getting away, as planned. Yes, Joe. Just like we planned. Ah, uh, that's it. Dorota and Kirsten are on their way down in the cable car. Another very long sequence. This music feels like it should be... It feels like a sort of 1930s, 40s uh, crime serial or something. And who should be waiting at the, uh, the cable car terminal at the bottom of the mountain? Dorota. You are under arrest. Someone who really wants to uh, to make this arrest himself. The Mr. Weston. For reasons that I waffled over earlier, but we're about to hear repeated. Weston. Kidnapping? I presume you have evidence of some kind? We've got enough. W.I.N. always have um, ways and means. Rather better than your own. No, no, no. A miniature device was slipped in Curzon's passport as he passed through customs last oh. night. You stupid fool. This is a section I particularly appreciate. This is great. I think four times is enough. Those Anglo-Saxon farewells begin to grate. And how that Western with his imbecilic puns ever attained his position in world intelligence is beyond me. Take them away, Sam. Bunch of amateurs. <laughs> I love how Shane doesn't even react to that comment. It's just... You too. You know, you diss my puns, you are under arrest. 30 years. For three decades of imprisonment. Oh, good stuff. And again in HD, we can see um, the miniature figures in the model shots are looking uh, pretty, um, pretty unconvincing, but I do like the efforts they make to bring them to life a little, like as the balloon took off there, the little figure of Sam on the ground just leant backwards as if he was watching it go up. Where are your glasses? Oh. I left them on the ground. You did what? Yeah, Mac and Joe have convinced Shane to join them in a balloon ride. One of my many accomplishments is that I'm an expert balloonist. Joe used my brain pattern, remember? Oh. And I like that so much of the uh, the resolution of this episode, at least on WN's part, was uh, was off screen. That we were led to believe that they that the baddies were were ahead of them, as I said. And uh, in the end, it turned out that um, they themselves were one step ahead of the people who we thought were one step ahead of them. But uh, it doesn't quite explain um, where Joe got the uh, the knowledge and experience to handle the gun. I don't know if Max got that. But anyway, as Shane Weston is uh, carried off into the sky against his will. We leave Joe 90 with Project 90, and I'm sure I've said this about other episodes as well, but um, this, to me, is one of the sort of definitive episodes of the show, if you are on the fence about it, or even if you don't like it, um, as I understand there are one or two people out there in this world who uh, sadly are, 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 are cursed with this, uh, this uh, shall we say, deficiency. Um, this, is, this is a really good episode to check out, to, um, to, to not only get a sense of this show's uh, sort of whimsical sense of humour, but also 
any, I know a lot of people criticise the fact, oh, it's a nine-year-old boy, how could he be a spy? And it's nice to, to have an episode where you've got villains behaving like that. It's like, no, this can't be the secret. Surely this can't be the secret. We've not put all these resources and time and energy into to finding that out. But it's a, it's a nice change of pace. It's a nice... It's nice to have a story that sort of focuses on the premise of the series. Um, all the characters are clearly having such great fun. The performers as well. Some lovely music. I just can't. I can't say enough good things about this one. If you haven't seen Project Ninety, give it a go, and all the other twenty-nine episodes as well, if you please. <laughs> 